0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Luke chapter 1, uh, 67 through 79. His father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. And to enable us to serve Him without fear and holiness and righteousness before Him. Before Him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for Him. To give His people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Somebody say, "Here comes heaven." Amen. Is it? Comes heaven. Amen. You can try that one more time. Here comes heaven. Here comes heaven. Amen. Here comes Hallelujah. Heaven. Hallelujah. Woo! The priest Zachariah, so he's speaking about uh, John the Baptist, and so he's now talking about Jesus, um, whom John the Baptist was pointing to. All right. So, verse seventy-nine is the key verse to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, in that place of despair to guide our feet into the path of peace and that is the title of my message today the path of peace look at your neighbor and say you look like you need some of that peace he's talking about can somebody use some peace in this season (laughs) thank you jesus hallelujah so um We have a challenge today to try to calm our minds down, and in this busy season, you know, somebody told me, it must be easy to preach on a Christmas time. It actually isn't, because sometimes people invite friends that never been to church before, and then they're acting awkward. They don't want to pick up their hands during worship, and so it could be a challenging time, you know. For some people, it can be a more challenging time than ever before, but a lot of stuff is happening, and everybody's busy running around, you know, focusing on buying gifts, then returning them later. I don't know. There's a lot happening. So, but as a preacher, I always wished, I thought it was pretty cool to be able to read people's mind, right? I think every preacher's dream <laughs> If I could just see, like, you know, your stress level, one to ten, like, you know, the mattresses have. They call it sleep number. You guys heard of that? Um, but if you, right now, let's just do a little exercise. I want us to de-stress a little bit. So if you close your eyes, and then um, what would you give your stress level, 1 to, one to ten, right now? Just speak somehow loud, numbers. Zero. Eight. Eight. Two. <laughs> see now you're not old enough to have a two <laughs> level stress level you know that's when you get a, on a retirement that's incredible no that, that is awesome yeah i can't wait to get older and i care about things that i should oh thank you <laughs> yeah anyways uh, one more exercise all right one more and this is going to be kind of leading into our um my message so let's close our eyes again and then and ask yourself, what is the greatest source um, of stress in your life right now, this very moment? Okay? Just just picture it. <laughs> it. Better not be me or Pastor Mark. All right. Now open your eyes, all right? I know this much. And then um, what you thought of fell into one of four categories, all right? This is what I want to talk to you about. It either is related to a place, a pace, a person, or people, or peoples in general, all of them, <laughs> all walking people, yeah, homo sapiens. Uh, so place, right, number one, it could be a place that you have to get to during Christmas, um, it could be a place you, know, that you have to fly to, uh, I totally understand that dread to fly, uh, especially around this time. It may not be the simplest thing, you know, going through the security. Just One thing I can suggest to you, just uh, as you're walking through the airport, just keep saying to yourself, like, I'm not a human. I have no right. I'm not a human. I have no right. You'll be okay. Just set yourself up. Just say, hey, I'm going to make it. So, <laughs> so uh, number two, a pace, right, of life. So uh, I hear people, you know, mention it, mention it a lot when you ask them, like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, Busy. You guys hear that like oh i'm busy busier than a one-arm wallpaper hanger like things like that <laughs> yeah. busier than a three-legged cat all night like you hear some really silly things and uh the other day i just asked one of the ki- uh, customers at the storage and i'm like how are you doing and he's like oh busy you know running around like a chicken with a head cut off so violent <laughs> yeah. like i just asked him how are you doing?" And he's you know, chopping heads off the chicken. All right, um, number three, uh, a problem, you know, that you can face, that you're, or perhaps you know someone who's struggling with sickness. It could be cancer. It could be a very difficult thing, and it can be very hard during this time to focus on the message, because, you know, you can't provide comfort for them, and so that could be a major thing. Uh, another one is people, right, which is fourth category, and That is just all, all people. Um, There's a reason I said imagine what is your stress level. (laughs) Because um, some may have been pointing at somebody possibly. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Which is a bad idea, right? To start pointing at somebody. And perhaps you're sitting next to a person who you perceive to be your problem. You know, you should look very confused right now. Just... (laughs) Um, that's my advice. No, you know the thing is, we um, put all sorts of things in categories and things that keep us stressed. And it's so important that before we talk about path of peace, that we identify the source of our stress. Right? Because whatever you identify the source of your stress determines um, where you will seek your peace. Let me say that again. Right? So whatever you uh, label as stress. It kind of regulates or determines where you seek peace. Because, like, if, if if my wife, you know, said something to me, you know, and I'm sitting there just angry, and I'm like, I won't have that peace until she just apologizes to me. How many men have been there? Maybe just me, but it's all right. I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> you know, it's so... Uh, whatever you uh, label as stress, oftentimes in our human perspective, we—that's where we until that thing is corrected, we won't have peace. So I want you to see the bigger picture. And so this Christmas story, right, comes along, and it challenges us uh, in ways we experience um, stress or you know challenge or pressure. And I'll explain how. So Christ's birth relates to our expectation of peace, and the Jewish people had this particular expectation. Uh, of the kind of peace the Messiah would bring, all right? So Zechariah states, you know, in Luke that we just read in verse 74 about their expectation of peace, right? And uh, that this Messiah will rescue them from the hand of our enemies. Will rescue us from the hand of the enemies. Notice the word from, right? So the expectation of Jewish people were that was that God is going to rescue them from, you know, deliver them from circumstances, oppression, um, other nations, you know, poverty, despair. But notice the shift, right, in verse 79. This is what I wanted to focus on, where he said that the rising sun will shine on those living in the darkness and in the shadow of death. So meaning God does things differently. He does things His way. He doesn't always rescue us from our problems. It's just that sometimes He visits us in Problems, amen. And sometimes God can even deliver us into a difficult situation. I've been there. I was like, usually God is delivering us from right. But even in Psalms 106:41, uh he says he delivered them into the hand of the nations, and those who hated them ruled over them. So God was dealing with them, you know. So sometimes you can land in a difficult situation. You're like, How did I get in here? But if you're attentive, God uses all things for his glory, even that difficult situation, it doesn't say only good things work together for good, right? All things work together for good, amen. All right, so for so many years, I thought, you know, the thief of my peace is other people, um, and I'm being honest, you know, I really thought there's certain people, if God could just correct them, you know, I would be all right, (laughs) and, um, I mean, I've said that before. If, I, if, if everybody could just get their act together, why are people acting so stressed during Christmas? What is it? It's like, happy birthday, Jesus, but we created this commercialism. We're just like, Urgh! people are like just tense. And so, but I thought, man, Lord, if people just can get their act together, right? Everything will be all right. We'll have a nice Christmas. Let's open Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Isaiah nine, six. His name will be called, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. But notice the prophet didn't call him, right? Prince of Ease. Is that what it says there? Yeah. Prince of Convenience or Prince of Preference, right? All in honor of P, the letter P. So I used to think when God promises me peace, that means that, I interpret it at least, you know, that God is promising me comfort. Comfort and ease like things are going to be all right and um, but I don't know who needs to hear this today maybe you don't but in case that you do right here's one of my first points it's impossible to experience peace when you're expecting perfection okay um, peace doesn't always come through comfort and I want us to really understand that today and I think we're gonna look at this season a whole lot different from there on now moving forward um, but by our, son, by our standards, right, Son of God uh, should be born, you know, in the finest hotel, surrounded by the finest doctors. Would you agree? I mean, he's a son of God, king of kings, right? But check this out. Yet God chooses the lowliest people, all right, yeah. to make an entrance from heaven. So he shows up to the least likely people in the un- uh, unlikely place, all right? And... So the son of God was born in the place, a stable, right? Not a hotel. Stable. And then surrounded by animals. Do you guys think it was nice smelling out there? Yeah, let's, let's picture ourselves, right? Right there, being in there. Surrounded by animals. Smelled probably like poop all over the place. I mean, if you ever walked into a stable but this is incredible, right? The God Almighty decides to, like, hmm, this is the way I'm going to do it. Then God chooses to announce the birth of Jesus to the most simple people, shepherds. They were out. I really looked up. It's one of, it was on a lower standard. If shepherds were just out for a while, you know, and they were moving their herds from place to place. And... Ain't a lot. Of, they probably didn't shower so often. But these are like simple people, completely smelly people probably. But God is not hindered by any of that. This is where I want us to see how God Almighty decides to do things his way, God's standard. I've been on this thing lately that God does his things in his level, not our human standard perspective, right? So it's not the people. It's not the place. It's not the pace because shepherds were pacing, you know, also moving from place to place. And it's not a problem even. The fact that even Joseph forgot to Airbnb in advance, you know, that wasn't a problem. Our problems are not problems to God. My problem is that I can't receive peace because I'm expecting perfection. This is really coming straight from my heart. I'm a perfectionist in many ways. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But then marriage and children change you. So (laughs) I'll make it real quick, you know, if you need to really go right now and if you want it paste back to uh, wherever, but the whole message, right, is going to be like this, the enemy of our peace is our insistence on perfection, okay, and it really is, we're just, the way we perceive things, things are supposed to be this way, somebody could do this way, and if they could just act nicely, so, but then, you know, so when the heaven comes down, right, here comes heaven, heaven comes down to humanity, it was not in the form of perfection, there wasn't. In fact, God didn't come down looking like a deliverer. He looked like a dependent, yeah? A baby. And so when the prince of peace comes, you know, he didn't come dressed in power. He came down dressed in pampers. Think about that, right? Why? Because he's going to bring you peace, but not, but not like you expect, not like we expect it. It's, gonna look like, it's not going to look like always like you have pictured it. Peace doesn't show up in your life always in a nice format. And you're thinking, wow, this difficult situation. And here I am later looking back on it. I'm like, wow, that's how I received my peace. Because that unlocked so many things in my life that I should have handled. So even a relationship. People sometimes around the holidays, you know, Christmas, they don't communicate with a lot of family members. And when they do, I feel like they're forced. They're like, Bunch of knuckleheads, but I have to do it. It's my family. So embrace this moment right now, the season that you're in. All right? So if I'm going to live at peace, I've got to surrender my expectation of perfection. All right? So I feel like that's it. That's, that's the message right there. So <laughs> I think that every Christmas party, you know, is going to be so much better because of just what i told you i'm only saying that because when i received that revelation and you're thinking man every christmas i hear a message but when i understood this this really just opened up to me in so many ways so every place you set your foot on the next couple of days you know peace I want you to know that peace isn't going to be found in another people. It's not going to be found in a tropical place. Some people like to go to Hawaii or Florida or whatever. You know, I've been to the most beautiful places in the world. i floated through the Panama Canal, all that nice area and everything like that. And I didn't experience peace of God. And I was dealing with something that was with Ala- dealing with Alaska. And I didn't have peace over there. And I was in the most beautiful place. Amen. Somebody, uh, one of the authors... Oh, somebody asked uh, an artist to, two different artists to paint a picture of peace, all right? And uh, one of them painted this beautiful scenery of just nice rolling hills, of the sun, and everything like that. And then another one, I don't know who told me that. If anybody, oh Robert, thank you for that. That was amazing. It was a good example. And then another artist drew, uh, painted a picture, and it was a, a boat in the middle of a storm. And then there's this. Bird sitting on the front of the boat is just, you know, quietly. So is that you can experience that peace despite what's happening around you. It is not conditional. It doesn't matter what's happening around. It doesn't matter if it's 2020. Come on. Amen? Hallelujah. So God doesn't deliver me from everyday problems. It's that he meets me in them. All right? Let's read some scripture. I want to give you some meat on the bones. That's right. John 17, verse 15 through 17. So John 17, 15 through 17. We're very blessed that we have on screen right there if you don't have your Bible with you. My prayer, this is Jesus praying about us. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They're not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God is saying, hey, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. He's asking God. He's like, I just asked that this world wouldn't have any impact on us. But you protect them from the evil one, all right? Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple... Must deny themselves. In other words, uh, drop your perception of things. All right, and take up their cross and follow me. All right. Let me give you something more. Psalm twenty-three, four says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yea, I walk through the valley." All right. So he doesn't take us out of the valley. I'm a peace on path why not because. I'm on that path and I'm going through it. It's just that I'm not going through it alone. Amen? Yeah, there's somebody that is with me that is greater than the one of this world. And that says in John 4:4, 4, 4, I want to put some faith in you today. First, John chapter four, verse four. "You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He who is in you than the one than He who is in the world. That's the kind of God we have with us on our team. Come on. Love it. All right, so uh, John 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Hmm, this is where the source of our peace is. In this world, come on, guys, this is so good. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You have God with you walking through every season of your life. Amen? Hallelujah. This is so good. So God doesn't cancel out our problems. God does not take take our problems away. He didn't even take it away for his son Jesus Christ when he was on earth. Jesus had to deal with all sorts of same problems, difficult people, all that stuff, and then some. He was ten, he was tested in everything, so, and that's 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 amazing because we get to have Jesus on our side. And then it means that any season in my life, I'm walking in peace. People are stressing out like, yeah, hey, why are you peaceful? Why aren't you peaceful? I love Matt Merzina in so many ways. I mean, I love a lot of you guys, but this guy will catch me. I'm running around <laughs> doing stuff in the morning and Sunday morning, or even. Oh, I'm busy. And he's like, hey, man, I love you, man. <laughs> it just reminds me of this is what Jesus does, really, you know. The, Jesus shows up and people like that, you know, sometimes just right in the middle of that, like, whew, needed to hear that. Melts my heart. I love it. And then he sends a t- text later, just melts me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like Hallmark movies does. Matt, thank you. But... um. The path to peace, this is my next point, is a strange path. That God would send his son, right, as a child in the form of the most imperfect being. And some of you will disagree with that because I hear you say things about babies that honestly I don't agree with. Um, And it's all right. It's Christmas. We can agree to disagree, right? But uh, you hear things like, oh, he's so perfect. (laughs) She's so precious. She's an angel, you know, they, when they look at babies. You know, I can say this, by the way, because I got three kids. I can be honest about this. But, you know, if, if people that say that is um, those people that never taken one home. All right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, wait until you're up most of the night. You wake up. You're like, yeah. But, you know, the advantages, though, I got to admit, um, man, coffee tastes so much better in the morning. It actually makes sense. When you are like, when you become a parent. You know, coffee is tastier and it, more impactful. But strange path to peace, right? And if you think about it, if God wants to come and set things right in this world, right, he should come down as, as a warrior, right, not a, as a weak link. But here he is, you know, comes down as a baby. And I'm thinking, like, Lord, just why, why not, you're a son of God. I mean, God, you're almighty. Why don't, why don't you send your son, like, you know, just skip that baby stage, just, you know, he should come down as a 24-year-old, right, full of testosterone and energy, like a warrior. But God decides to do it. Nope, we're going to do everything just the way we, what we experience it, right? So he comes down into this cold place in this barn surrounded by animals. And so it's a strange path to, path to peace that, you know, would, for our salvation, that it would lead him, you know, through Gethsemane, a garden, what Jesus had to do for us, right? The path to peace uh, for us would lead Jesus through Kidron Valley. It would lead him to the hill where he was killed by sinful men. This is all just for us. I keep thinking when I think of Jesus. When, you, when we look at Jesus today, I want us to see a whole quick glimpse of just... I want it to flash before your eyes and see what Jesus has done for us. How much he had to endure to bring us that peace. All right, so that path to peace would have Jesus come right as in He came in weakness and then He dies in weakness to become our strength. That's the kind of God we serve. It's not an earthly standard, it's a godly standard. It's it's that peace that God gives through all of that that transcends all understanding. It's that same peace that carried Jesus through the storm when He was like on the boat with His disciples and they were being tossed left and right and the disciples are like Jesus don't you care we're about to die and he's just like wakes up you know he had that peace and we can have that peace today amen, amen. All right, hallelujah all right so um so peace comes in ways we don't expect look at this real quick right Luke chapter 2 verse 10 but the angel said to them so when Jesus when God is making an announcement, right, to these shepherds, Luke 2, 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. So the first, things, the first thing that shepherds felt was not peace, right? What did they feel? Fear. So we think that the presence of God, you know, is always going to make us feel comfortable and better, But they found peace through fear first, you know. So, again, talking about different situations in your life, as I'm saying this, you're picturing something specific that you're facing, right? But they found peace, all right, through fear. Now, notice this, right? The peace is on earth, but it's not of earth. See, I don't want this plastic peace, or I should say fake peace, that comes from people, that is conditional, the more I dig into the Word of God, the more I realize, I'm like, Lord, this p- people can give you that peace and people can take that away. You know, that peace that comes from a promotion or a bonus, you know, or somebody gives you a nice gift. Children, yeah, mom gives you PlayStation, what is it, five now? I don't even know. <laughs> you know, that's temporary peace, all right? So I want peace that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away. That is the key, all right, to receive that peace that this world doesn't give. Only God gives and the world can't take it away. That means your peace will never be conditional based on your circumstances if all things are in the right place at the right time. I read, you know, the scripture all week. I'm like, what do I need to get rid of Adam? out of the way in my life to experience full peace <laughs> kept thinking about it and you know when you're a perfectionist like me it's like enneagram type one you guys heard of that All right. <laughs> uh, the thing that god will give you you know as a prescription for your perfectionism like me <laughs> is children and um i'm on the dosage of three kids right now <laughs> might be more uh, three children per day guarantees you that there will rarely be a quiet moment in your house. Amen. And my wife said amen. I, I agree. So, um, you know, I think I can speak on that because I know. But literally, before I was like, got to order this, got to put this, stack my books this way. But then God gives me children, and I became a balanced man. I didn't, that peace didn't come Instantly, like, a child is born, and I'm like, oh, I'm a perfect parent, and I'm all patient and everything. No. It came through all the trials and everything like that, you know? I look at my kids. I wouldn't trade anything. All the stress, all the times I didn't sleep. When I look at my children, I'm like, this is awesome. What a joy it is. What, is that? Well, what a sacrifice you put into it. Amen? Children are your greatest investments. You're investing right now. Think of it this way. When you're not sleeping enough and you wake up, you're so exhausted or something. It's like, Lord, this is my investment. This is my investment. You never know. My son might become a millionaire and he'll bless me one day. <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> oh, man, this is amazing. So, you know what I'm having to learn how to do right now? I'm wrapping up here shortly. But um, I'm learning to take my piece in pieces because I won't always have that perfect quiet evening find time to sit down and read the scripture and have a cup of coffee and it doesn't always happen for me honestly and it's uh, in fact last two nights I barely slept but here I am by the grace of God and I feel great (laughs) so I learned to take my peace in pieces the moments that I you have The, the moments that I talked about before that the Lord meets you it might be a little short drive from your work you know from home to work or and you just turn on a little bit of worship, and you, just like, and you start worshiping, and you feel the pre- presence of God just hate you. And you're like, ah, oh, this is so great, Lord. Thank you that you meet me in my short time or my busy schedule. Um, so if I wait this season, right, until everybody gets their stuff together, their act together, yeah. um, you know, if, I could, if you wait until all your kids clear the dishes, you know, you will not have that peace. You know, learn to celebrate God in pieces, like in the little moments, you know. Just if one kid puts a plate in the sink, you know, forget about the dishwasher. That's like an Old Testament sea miracle, sea opening up. You know, just celebrate, just one plate in the sink. Just celebrate. It's like, Lord, thank you for that. Even if one toy makes it back to the toy box. I only, I think I'm the only one that has little kids right now. So some of the references might not be relevant to you, but I think you understand. So... I'm learning to celebrate God and celebrate peace in short moments, even in my busy, busy, busy schedule. So this Christmas season, you know, I, I, I'm not going to wait, you know, and I, I just encourage you, don't wait until everybody gets their act together and wow. behaves well and treats everybody nicely. Because watch this, right? Zechariah didn't say he'll show us the path to peace. This is my last point, a very important one. Uh, Pull up that verse 79 again. I really want to read that again. This is the key. This is why the title is called Path Path of Peace. Verse 79. To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the path of peace. Okay? Path of peace. It's not the path of peace. It's, it's not the path to peace. Because that means that peace is out there somewhere, right? Path to peace. It's the path of peace. People say, like, Lord, if I could just get through 2020. You guys hear that? Hey, we're on the edge of the 2020, 2021. Guess what? Years or dates do not solve our chaos. They don't. You get to 21... The same problem, the same issue that took your peace away is going to be standing out the window with a crowbar in 2021. Seriously. This is the time to deal with it, to understand, what's, <laughs> understand our surroundings and why we are uh, facing certain situations in our life. Amen? And then I hear some parents say, Oh, man, if my kids, once they grow up, I thought, that, thought about this. I'm being honest. But I heard of parents saying it where the kids are about to go to college or something. Or they say, like, I'm going to have peace when my kids you know, grow older and won't need as much. Uh-huh. <laughs> now they're going to be driving on your insurance policy. You're going to have a whole lot of peace then. So I think about that. You know, I'm anticipating a lot of stuff as a young as a young parent, you know, that's why I can't project my peace on people or project my uh, peace on uh, certain situations. I have to find my peace only in God. Yeah. And that means any situation you face, you're walking around like a lion. You're like, oh, I got this. So it's not a one-day, you know, peace, like, oh, just that instant moment. It's not someday fairy tale Peace. When I get married, peace. It's not when you send your kids off to college, peace. It's not when you send your in-laws back to the airport after the Christmas holiday, peace. It really isn't. You know, when I get through Christmas season, I just, I hear that a lot. It's not that kind of peace. It's not path to peace. It's the path of peace. Amen? So what does that mean? Every step I take. Every move I make, God is with me. There's nothing that can take my peace away. Amen? So I'm not waiting for it. This is, I'm not waiting for peace of God to come. I'm walking in it. Say walk in it. Walk in it. Say that again. Walk in, walk in it. We're walking in the peace of God. Amen? Yeah. So if somebody you know, tells you today, what did the preacher preach at the white folk church, whatever you call your church, Whitefields Church, you just tell them that, he said, walk in it. Walk in the peace of God. Amen? We're going to walk in it. Let's stop. Let's stand for prayer. All right? You're going to receive that peace today. And perhaps, you know, you need to refresh your commitment to the Lord. I want to give that opportunity today. All right? This peace can only be given by God. All right? Not the temporary peace that people can give and take away, yeah? Not the peace that is dependent on the place that you're going, the pace of your life, the problem you're facing, or the kind of people you're dealing with. A peace that doesn't depend on any conditions, amen? God gives that peace that transcends all understanding, right? And it says, and it will guard your heart. So that means when you receive that peace of God, it will guard your heart, amen? And it guards your mind, From any attack of the enemy, anything that attempts to infiltrate that peace. No one can take that peace from you that God gives. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for your word, Lord, for the peace that transcends all understanding, Lord. We thank you that you're speaking to us, Lord. We're not going to wait until the season is over, Lord. We are going to receive your peace right now, Lord. Put our focus and attention on you, Lord, on your word. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.